Today is May 1st. A month of the season has come and gone, and the Yankees are undefeated. Let's talk about it. Let's talk all about it. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy, check. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Yanks. Thank you very much for joining us on this very special Friday, May episode, the first day of May. What do you say? Let's just play some ball. Just joking. There's no baseball because of the quarantine stuff, and the Yankees aren't even playing, and no other team is playing, so get over that. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from the city of New York, and I have my dear friend Jake. He's coming to you from the city of New York, and we're going to talk some Yankees, answer some voicemails. We did have an interview lined up for this episode. It got pushed, so it will now hopefully be the Monday episode. Skidamarinkadinkadink. Your turn to talk. Jakey Jake. Hola, James. Uh, sí. Sí. I, uh, extrano el baseball. Nope. Had the Spanish button on again. Los Hibidos Gigantes. Say that, how you say the Giants. Los Hibidos Gigantes. That's not Um, even you when you say that. It's not someone else. No. Someone else coming through me. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's Um, wild. It's a good way to get away from myself. Yeah, we've we've got a big fun interview coming up next episode, maybe. Um. But yeah, so we're uh, we're voicemailing it. We're all right, Jim. I, I think we we've hit our Looney Tunes limit. Kind of on on the week. Never mind the day. Um, we're both kind of getting squirrely with it. Yeah, we got and, stuff to do uh, tomorrow because now we got to do the interview tomorrow, and we have to do watching baggage tomorrow. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm all right. I, I think. Jess is cooking up some dinner right now. Pretty pretty nice of her. Katie just um, made dinner. I, I stuffed it down my throat. Yeah, my life is just kind of talking to you through a computer and then moving my back different ways and seeing what hurts. And it's like, it's just, it's a lot of hurt. <laughs> yeah, well, longtime listener Doc Booch gave you a virtual session, so that's awesome. Shout out to Doc Booch. Um hooked it up for me i appreciate that last day on my steroid cycle um so hopefully hopefully that's done oh i have something i have something for the people um after you listen to this episode of talking yanks go to our other podcast talking baseball and check it out because we interviewed lance lynn and obviously i asked him a lot about his time with the yankees and his bravado on the mound. Remember that in 2018, just grabbing his dick all the time, screaming and yelling. Asked him about that. So go check that out as well. That was fun. He was awesome. Yeah, Lance. Lance. Lance is a, a man's man. He uh, he. Uh, not to give too much away, but he he called us. We were setting things up for the interview, and we we're like, yeah, it would be cool. You know, it, will Lance? Does he have a computer or iPad that he could, you know? 
hop hop on and see us through and they're like no no he's on his farm he doesn't have a computer with him we're like okay you know I'll, i'll let that go i'm fine with it if that's your thing and then they're like, yeah, he doesn't have a smartphone, so he'll be calling it. And we're like, all right, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it was a really good interview. And yeah, we talked a lot of, a lot of the Yankee stuff uh, to Trevor Plouffe's dismay. Got it. Nailed it. Found the word. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, Lance was very pro-Yankees, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so go check that out. And uh, yeah, I know we did our... On here, we did the baseball might be coming up. Uh, well, we'll see what rumors out next week about that. But uh, Jones and for something, Little League World Series just got canceled. That's sad. Um, man, hopefully uh, all, all these people that are rabble-rousing, hashtag Bobby Skinner, and and talking about sports coming back, and you know, hopefully baseball can be a symbol that brings the country back. I'm uh, Yeah, sign me up at this point, sure. How many twelve-year-olds do you do you think are, ha, cried because they thought you know they were going to be so so many? I like, would have been I would have been a mess, and our town wasn't even in the right little league organization. Yeah, yeah, just like a mess. So many kids thought they were going to win the little league world series. Well, dude, it's the March madness effect. How many guys are walking away from March madness? Like if your team was a four seed or lower, you're like, dude, our team kind of had something special this year. <laughs> like there's, there's, you know, 15 times 25 to 30 college teams that are like, I think we had it, but they didn't, but maybe that's even that's me. Maybe that's even more romantic, Jake. Right. You've got yeah. all these people that have that confidence like they did later on in life. So win win. I want to I want to see if how many awards Lance Lynn won uh, on Talking mm. Yanks official Talking Yanks awards. In 2018, and then maybe we could have been like, hey, Lance. Do you know you won this officially? You think he won any? Yeah. Oh, for sure. He probably won like a save the day award because that first start we like needed him. Yeah. None will or come up. He could have been pride. Who knows? He got awards. Yeah, I don't know why it's not coming up. Oh, he here's one. Like here's Lance one. Lynn acted and not get awards. Okay. Oh shit. Here's one. He got uh He got the motherfucker once, it looks like. You're gonna start there, dude. I'm just finding the first ones I find and we're all thinking about Lance and I can't find any other awards pissing me off, man. I don't even get how we took awards last time. How many people do you think have tuned into to talking Yanks and never heard a real episode, like a during season episode with burns and awards. Anyone who's joined since November is my take. That's a great guess. Lance Lynn got the Not That Nice Award. Mm. And that looks like all. Oh, oh, hot body handsome face. Yeah. He would have liked hearing that. He would have liked that. He would have really appreciated that. That had to be when he came over. I mean, he had to win pride for that White Sox series. Yeah, here it is. 
It won pride. You didn't give him any awards, dude. Wow. I should have told him that. Like, hey, Jake didn't give you any awards in 2018. They always say history gets rewritten, and we all know you're rewriting that Google Doc right now. I gave Lance Lynn so many awards, and we'll just never be able to prove it. No, you didn't. There's just no way, Jim. You did give Miguel Andujar the You're Out of Control award. That was a good one. Listen to this creative award you gave out. The on yeah. the, the OBP award. <laughs> good. Uh, discos and RBIs. Get think- out of the awards, you sick fuck. <laughs> I think people are enjoying the reminiscing. Ah. Uh. Lance Lynn was awesome. Had a really good year last year. Should they have kept him over Hap? I think that was a discussion at one point. They bring back one. I think Hap was, I think Lynn was cheaper, right? Same deal. Hap was, Hap was so much better. I know. He was our fucking game one starter. Then he was shaking on the mound. Nut job. All right. You want to just hop into voicemails? That's the up. Here we go. All right, which one of the early 2010s playoff series hurt the worst? 2010 ALCS, 2011 ALDS, or 2012 ALCS? I feel like all have a pretty good reasoning. 2010 ALCS was very close with the Rangers. That one hurt. I mean, they were a great team, but it hurt. 2011 ALDS was extremely close, and we outscored Detroit. Felt like we should have won, but just couldn't put together the wins. And 2012, of course, Gina getting injured, even though we got swept. I mean, that one definitely hurt, so... Uh, which one do you feel like we should have been in the World Series in the closest? Yeah, uh, thank you for calling in. I don't know if we have a name here, but I mean that's a good question because I like I have mentally blocked almost all of those from my memory. Um, yeah, the first one I jumped to was 2012 because of Jeter's injury, because I thought that was like the end of Jeter, and it kind of was. I mean, he came back, but that was kind of the end of Jeter. Um, so that's the one that jumps out. 2010, I was at one of the games, me and my dad are our favorite seats, when um, Burnett was actually, like, pitching okay. And I remember just being so mad at the moves that Girardi made uh, versus the Rangers. And, and it, it sucked because it was Cliff Lee again. Like, you know, Cliff Lee in the World yeah. Series in 2009 shut us down, and then Cliff Lee in 2010 shut us down. And it hurts even more when you know that we had a trade in place to grab Cliff Lee. I'm saying 2010 just because, you know, before 2009, they went out and got all those guys, CC Burnett, Swish, or Tex. Um, and then they won the World Series, and it was like, okay, like we're, we're going to do that, you know, late 90s dynasty again. Let's run this back. Let's win a few. Let's reel them off. Um, and that didn't end up happening. No. Phil Hughes got two starts. CC got two, Burnett got one, and Andy got one. It's interesting that Hughes got two. Um, what what was what was the other option? Two thousand eleven. Twenty eleven Tigers Tigres, Verlander. Um, yeah, but that was. I mean, that was the um, DS, right? Think wasn't, so. he, wasn't he in the championship series? Yeah, 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 yeah. It went five games, too. Dude, I don't remember this. This is crazy. Like, I definitely was a diehard 
like watching every single inning, trying to piece it together. Do you remember it? Valverde? Oh, I fucking hated Jose Valverde. Sure. Let the hate flow through you. Tex, Tex walked in an RBI to make it a one-run game. Bummer. Cano homered. Yeah, I don't really remember this. I completely blocked it from my brain, I guess. I'm still going to say 2012, just because it includes that shot of Jeter being hurt. And then uh, the fans got on Swisher after that, and it kind of got ugly, and it kind of... I mean, that that was the last playoffs until 15, but I don't even count 15. So I'm going to say 12. 12 was like the official, like, this group's done. And then 13, 14... 15, they tried to hang on for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Me 10. Good question. Talking Yanks, it's Ben from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I've called a few times. Uh, You can mark that on the map, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I just wanted to reiterate my upsetness with the season not being here. Me along with everyone else on the planet. But – I just graduated, I'm about to graduate high school and I'm joining the army. So I won't, and I leave in July. And by then the season probably won't start. So I won't get to see the first year of Garrett Cole at all. Cause I'll be out in basic training doing who knows what, who knows where. So it really sucks, but love the show. I'll miss listening to you guys and hope that I can make it up to an event sometime if I ever in the New York area. Thanks guys. Thanks Ben. That is sad. Good luck with the rest of high school and uh, boot camp and all that shit. We'll yeah, just tweet, when the we'll, uh, we'll mail you physical copies of all the box scores. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, man, I had a because uh, the Little League World Series news dropped today, and I was like, "That's a bummer," but it's kind of like what you're saying. Um, like that will mentally affect a lot of kids, but at the same time, like they'll grow old and they'll be like, "Yo, I bet we weren't even gonna make it." <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, we won't even win districts, dude. I I was thinking about all the senior year crews, uh, hit me hard today because I think senior year of high school and senior year of college, especially the second semester, are like special times. Uh, in in my life, thinking about that today, I was like, damn. And so, Ben from second second half of senior year of high school, maybe the cockiest humans ever are. Uh, probably the most scary, probably the most scary, scary to the outside world because all they have the, like the most confidence ever blind, blind confidence. Like you think you're about to go take on the world. You think that you're, you're seniors of the high school. So you own the town. And then like swift realization three years later, like, Oh, you're just dumb kids and no one gives a fuck about you, (laughs) but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I would, I mean, I remember you're just in your own world senior year. I had a blast. Yeah, and hey, hey, second half senior year of college, we uh, we we put on a our own show as well. Yeah, I was a year after you, so you had more coming, but you were still in there. Yeah, I'd like saved all my work for the next year. Most Idiot. most credits ever. Actually, smart. Yeah, I knew the next year was going to be like half, half whatever. Um, so yeah, enjoy Ben. Sorry that you're going to miss Cole, but you'll hear all the stories and then 20 years from now, you can just act like you knew it. That's fandom. Okay. 
Look out. It's your boy, Fubak. Sorry, I got nothing, but I haven't called in in like two weeks. So I was afraid you guys might start thinking something happened to me. I got mauled by a bear, but I just want you to know that I'm fine. Just been crazy busy. And, you know, there's no baseball, so just been crying into my pillow at night, so. That's all. I'm fine. Love you guys. Peace. This is a Boobock update of the day. He's doing well. Nice. He called in after Oklahoma. And do you think Oklahoma and Nebraska have beef? I think two good nicknames, Cornhusker State, Sooner State. Sooner State is cooler than Cornhusker. Shots fired, Bubak. I think they used to have beef. Um, Cornhuskers are now in the the big Big Ten or whatever, so I think they. they well, I'm not talking juice. sports. I'm just talking. Yeah, I know, but you'd be, I mean, surprised how much when those are your big sports thing. How much those connect those two, two places? Just thinking, like, what divides? What's in the middle of them? Absolutely. Missouri. Let's see. It's Colorado. Kansas is around there. Oklahoma's above Texas. Kansas. Kansas, it's a sandwich. Nebraska, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma. That's the sandwich. Gotcha. So I wonder, maybe they're common enemies. Kansas surrounded, babe. Just surrounded. Tough. All right, well, that was the Boobock update. That's good. Here's, here comes a question. Hey, guys, it's Gary again. Just wanted to call in to ask you if you could pick any five starting pitchers from Yankees history to create an ultimate starting rotation, who would you pick? Thanks. Have a good one. All right. You know what, Jake? Let's dive into one of these. We usually say, like, oh, my God, that's so much research. Let's dive in okay. a little bit. Sure. Um. This gets tricky. I mean, are we starters. anyone that put anyone that put on pinstripes? Do we get to pick them out when they were no? Like you in the can't career? do like, like Randy Johnson. You would right. have to get Yankee Randy Johnson. Okay, that's a. I think that's an easy, so, like a good stipulation to have. And I mean, season or a career or what? I guess you can take their best season, but it had to have happened as a Yankee. Okay. Well, that's unfair because then Severino falls into the mix his 2017 season. Like, he's probably not deserving. So, I don't know how you want to do it, but all I know is I got Ron Guidry. I got Lefty. Yep. I Whitey mean, I, 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 I got Whitey Ford and, and Guidry. Yep. And then, I mean... I mean Red, Red Ruffing? Did he, did he throw the pill? Oh, yeah. I mean, CeCe Sabathia in his earlier years, really good. CC definitely gets an argument. Um, oh my god! What happened? What's going on right now? What is that? You're getting attacked. Oh, it's the steam from the instant pot of the the dinner that I previously mentioned is is attacking back. Apparently. Oh, nice! Hey, so, we cooked rice in the instant pot as well, so we had a steam release as well. Look I went to look at Clemens. Sure. But if you only get his Yankee years, 
It's good. It's not amazing. Give Catfish right. Hunter some love. Give his baseball reference page a Catfish look. Hunter? All right. So, like, Clemens' best season in pinstripes was a 131 OPS plus. ERA plus. <laughs> ERA plus, yeah. Um, which is good, but I, I think you can find five better. All right. Give me... Like Whitey Ford, Gidry had a 208 ERA plus in 1978. 208. I'm giving you my rotation. Go ahead. Whitey Ford. Yeah. Red Ruffing, my guy. Loved him. Uh, Gidry. Give me CC and Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, did he pitch for the Yankees? He was on the Yankees. I like, Give me Babe Ruth on the Yankees. I don't know if he ever pitched, which was the very clear stipulation we had. He did pitch on the Yankees. His, like, first season? 20-21-30-33. Five career games appearing as a pitcher for the Yankees. Oh, okay. ERA plus of 78 in those uh, five appearances. Wow. Give me Babe Ruth. It's bad. I'm taking it. It's bad. Going I'm just going out. I'm just, I mean, what I'm trying to do is find, like, good ERA plus seasons from Yankee pitchers. That's kind of like a scapegoat. Like, red roughing is it's a whole different era. I don't know much about red roughing. Know who probably deserves a shout-out? Mike Nicena. Yeah. I was – I saw him uh, uh, when I clicked on um, – CC was like, also check out Mike Messina. Let's see. Mike Messina as a Yankee, Jake. I just go by ERA plus. He had a 143 season. His first year as a Yankee. 315 ERA. It's pretty good. Can I swap out Red Ruffing for Garrett Cole? Ooh. Yeah. Dude, CC Sabathi was I don't know what his what his ERA is in those early years with the Yankees. 318. That's good. Yeah. Oh, and then three, three flat in 2011. What's uh, Give me so that like, Tanaka argument? Say tank. Tanks early years, maybe. But like, so like, what if you do best single season? Does Severino's 2017 get up there? 152 Probably, yeah. ERA plus, 298 ERA, 31 games started. Probably. Individual season makes it a, a tricky conversation. Yeah, it does. Because 96 Coney went pretty nut job. Yeah, I was going to say Coney had to have a year there. Um, What was it? What were we know, looking for? Who did I look up? Tanaka. I necessarily mentioned Andy Pettit, you know? Tanaka had a really good 2016. Fucking, I mean, it sucks that, like, really good Tanaka – He's still really good. We all appreciate what he is now. But 2014, 2015, 2016, Tanaka, we wasted on with with no talent, like nothing around him. And then when in 2017 came, when all the fans started flocking back to the Yankees and paying much more closer attention, they were like, this guy sucks. And it's like, it was so good, man. I mean, he had a, he had a 277 ERA, a 351, and then a 307 in, in those three years respectively. 
Let me just go check out Coney's numbers. I typed in Coney as if that was how he's listed. 1996, you're saying was good? Ooh, 175 ERA plus, 288 ERA. Injury shortened season. 11 games start. Get, come on. Come on. Oh, BBD. I said it was injury short. I mean, in 97, those words. In 97, he had a, a lower ERA with 29 games started. Jeez. You're going to set off another steam pot, David. <laughs> uh, okay. Final answer Coney, CC, Whitey Ford. Who else did I? Did we forget? Gidry. Gidry, of course. And Cessna. then Coney, Gidry, Whitey Ford, CC. Gidry. I had him. Messina is the fifth. Pettit, just because I love Andy Pettit. Monty. Yeah, maybe. What's Andy Pettit's best year? Oh, he's got a 156 ERA plus in 1997. 35 games started, 288 ERA. Imagine if he didn't have that civet shortstop behind him. Jeez. Dude. That's a really good year, Andy. Good job. Congratulations. The 2010 season's not too shabby either. Pettit's? Yeah, it's surprising that it's that late. Only 21 starts, but eh, it's 21's good enough. The numbers for me. are good. Yeah, when Andy learned how to pitch, pitch. Remember when he just diced up Bryce Harper that one game? Bryce Harper was 19 and Pettit was 38. <laughs> He's, I, mean, like, I think Harper went 0 for 4 with 3 Ks, and it was it was that curveball. He just threw, Pettit just threw that curveball like 20 times. Got him. So you're sticking with your five, and I'm sticking with my five, and people will have to just remember what we said. El Duque's first year. Next question. El Duque. Yeah. Hey, John Boy. Hey, Jake. This is Hugh from Connecticut. Long time, first time. Question today is with the rise in uh, two-way players that we've seen, guys like Michael Lorenzen on the Reds and, of course, Shohei Otani, is there anyone on the Yanks that you think would work well as a two-way player either a position player who could pitch or a pitcher that you think would be capable of playing a position in the field with some regularity. Thanks for taking the question. Go Yanks. Well, I apologize. You made me look up El Duque stats. What was the question? Two-way players. So these are current, current Yankees that could be two-way players. I missed the start. The question is essentially like a, what pitcher do you think would have the best chance to field a little bit? Which hitter would you think have the best chance to pitch a little bit is the most interesting way to answer the question, I think. Okay. Um, I mean, jumping out, if you're starting thinking field players, you got to start thinking of the strong arm guys. Yeah, Hicks is the Hicks first. And judge. Yeah. Hicks and Judge. Um, Bernie Williams. Um, I don't know. Gary Sanchez. He'd probably have some funk on his fastball. He's got a good arm. Like that. Uh, I think Sessa is my pick for pitcher that can play the outfield. Two-way Cessna, huh? Oh, he can't hit, though. He's just a defensive replacement. Oh, okay. 
lays um, his body on the line too often, gets injured first couple times, trying to prove himself out for the season. Let's see. Uh, Two-way, CeCe's gone. Um, we don't have a lot of pitchers that scream hitters at all. No, we got all. all these big boys that yeah, like, like your, I'll, your option was to pitch. I'll go through the list. Tanaka, Severino, Paxton, Ottavino, Montgomery, Loizaga. I mean, maybe Canely, Holder. Hack. Sessa was uh, signed as an infielder for what it's worth. So I'm a genius. I can read. Yes. I'm a scout. I'm a great body language scout. Like Johnny Luizaga, maybe a little middle infield action. He's like a classic 1940s, like Phil Rizzuto, second baseman. Cannon arm. Can't hit a lick, but I'll make the plays. I think if you put Johnny Luizaga next to Phil Rizzuto, I think you'd see different athletes. <laughs> How tall do you think Phil Rizzuto was? Rizzuto. Um, I don't know. Uh, by the time I saw Phil Rizzuto, he was 5'1", because old father time had kicked in. Yeah, yeah. It, he's listed at 5'6". Yeah. Loisaga's 5'11". So, uh, I don't know, man. I'm going to go uh, Miguel yah- Yahoo. Miggy Yahoo. Yeah, Jewelry. My... Your guy. Yeah, I think he'd crush it. Put a bat in his hand. As for a player pitching, like we saw Ford do it, and Ford was a two-way player in college. Um, Hicks, I think, if you can – Hicks can throw, so – and he's kind of got the yeah. build. I'm going to go Hicks, be a closer. Yeah, don't don't sleep on Badge, Big Aaron Judge. Yeah, but Judge is too big, man. That's what they said about Dellen. No, no, That's no, what no, they no, said no. about – Chris Judge Young? Is, Judge is too big. I think he's just right, baby. Who is the... Uh, eaters. Judge is too Imagine big. seeing Aaron Judge on the mound. Yeah, I, I can't even picture him pitching because he throws the ball like so softly, like casually. I've got a request for this whenever this season happens. Let's see Aaron Judge just stand on a baseball mound because I want to see what that looks like. Okay. CeCe, but skinnier. Well, he's got two inches on CC. Bigger than CC, man. Well, skinnier, but bigger, taller. Bigger. His framework is bigger than CC. Yeah, yeah, just not the gut or the thighs. Dude, Judge has the thighs. Yeah, people who haven't seen Judge in person, he's huge. Not just height. Stanton is height and slim and muscular. Uh, Talkman, you think he could go out there and be a pitcher? He's got the mind no. for it. No, okay. No. Too rigid? He'd overthink it. All right. Next question. What's up, boys? It is Jordan from Boston. Uh, pretty tough to keep things baseball-related for questions, but definitely want to try and do it. Um, if they end up doing any version of games and stadiums without fans, I think that's the best option or the quickest option. I do love the idea of having one fan from each side in the stadium. I mean, not sure if that can work with everything, but if it could, I think that would be awesome, even to generate more buzz for the game. Like that one fan, you could have it rotate every game, 
would be like a part of the game, right? That'd be awesome. So what do you think the contest should be to win being that fan? Thanks, boys. Go Yanks. Thank you, Jordan. Um, I just think we should put uh, foul ball guy, Zach Campbell, as the only fan. And then we can see him, like, run, like, all over the stadium, like, wind himself. Like, the first pitch is a foul ball to first baseline, and you just see him sprint, grab it, write down, like, 10,146, and then, like, see him, like, tweet it. And then the next ball is a foul ball third base, and you just see him run. And then, you know, he's living his best life. We're having great laughs, and um, that gets on full display. I think he'd celebrate every ball still. Similar thing with Hample, um, except if he doesn't get to the foul ball in five seconds after it lands, they have to crank the boo volume to 10. Yes. And it just rains down boos on him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he has to make a deal with the stadium that if he doesn't get there in 30 seconds, he doesn't get it. Yeah. Five seconds in the, or 10 seconds in the booze. Come on. If it's past 30 seconds, he gets there and touches it. A security guard comes out of nowhere, steals it from him. He's not even so allowed anyway, to touch the, it. The fan thing gets tricky because I have thought about this and it's okay. Are we raffling them off and maybe we're giving money to charity or something? Cause then you're just going to have people like paying big money. And then if you, have big money like it's one of those things like should you be giving it to like kind of uh someone on the front lines like a doctor nurse emt someone like that so it it starts getting into that like do something nice or you know bring a bring a kid to their first game or something like that which is fun but we are missing out on a glorious opportunity i mean you give me nine innings behind that plate i'll put on a show that's what i worry about that i start hating the fan after oh, the yeah. bottom of the first you will and then it's just like don't fucking show me that person anymore yes completely. too many people will think that it's their reality show and that people are it's tuning in for them yeah i like the one fan per section idea then you get multiple characters you can like bounce around the stadium like how many sections are there 200 and a million couple one per having your own section yeah like 215 is sleeping have a good conversation next to you just screaming yeah 214 is doing sudoku i don't think urshela's gonna do it again this year yeah that's good i mean i when i went to the i lived in california i would go to yankee games at the coliseum i would sit in my own section it's nice. Right field, sitting in right field and stands out there. And like they, they, they mean it innocently, but they're just like, I don't know about Stan's health. <laughs> Talking to each other. <laughs> Stan can clearly hear them. <laughs> Come on, guys. So one per section. One per section. Done. You know how quickly people would ruin that if they did it? Instantly. You get people like Zach Campbell out there. Yes. Celebrating balls that no one else could have possibly gotten. People would leave their section to get balls. Yeah. Tasered. Now we're talking. Hey, John Boy Jake. It's Nick from Utica, New York. 
Uh, I was just listening to Talking Baseball. By the way, guys, great show. If you're not listening to both, it's great. Um, and I was listening to you guys talk about the new or the proposed plans for the, the three-city or the three-division thing going on for baseball. I was wondering what you think they would do about the DH because they were National League and American League teams in the same thing, in the same leagues. Do you think they'd do universal DH? Would, if the Yankees were playing the Mets, would they be doing it like that? Or do you think they would – I mean, all the rules are changing. Do you think they'd go universal DH? Just wonder what you guys think. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Nick, from Utica. I believe they said that it, it would be universal DH, and obviously that, that's what it would be. It would make sense. But I, I believe they did say – I mean, all those plans are fake anyway, the ones that like, yeah, we've they read. Yeah, it's discussed, yeah. But uh, the, they did say that it would be universal DH, which is going to happen as soon as the CBA is up anyway. Yeah, it didn't come, and I think they would um... – Cause you're right. I mean, if we, especially if they mix divisions and like divisions probably wouldn't exist. Um, and that did make, it makes me happy and sad because baseball is going this way. And if you could almost ease the NL snobs in on it and be like, well, you know, crazy season, we're trying it out and Oh wait, it's better baseball. Cause we don't have to see a guy get automatically out three times a game and then a random off the bench. Yeah. This, okay. This is nice. Um, but I also, those same NL people are going to be so miserable if that happens, and that sucks. Yeah. Do you, would you like grandfather in some pitchers? Go on. I don't know. Just like if you have a pitcher that's really sad he can't hit anymore, you'd be like, all right. If there was two NL teams that had... Imagine that pitchers that could be grandfathered in and they both agreed, both teams agreed that they could pitch in it. Sure. Make it, make it weird as hell. Um, yeah. Just like having both lead off. I don't know. Just have fun. What pitchers bomb are going to be upset. There's going to be a D there's going to be a universal DH. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Next voicemail. Ooh, fun one, Jake. Fun one, Jake. Hey, John Boy. Hey, Jake. It's Patrick calling you from Sydney, Australia, mate. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, I'll do my best to try and keep this under a minute. But uh, just to let you know, tomorrow here, Saturday 25th of April, will be Anzac Day, which is like our Memorial Day, but uh, we take it really seriously, as, like as seriously as you guys would say, like July 4. Uh, just in keeping with the theme, uh, the obvious theme of this phone call, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, what's your opinion or do you have any memories of uh, Mr. Graham Lloyd? Uh, he still remains the uh, only Aussie baseballer to ever win the World Series. Funny thing is, is uh, if you would ever mention his name on the streets over here uh, in Sydney, he'd be better remembered for his involvement in the uh, Benitez uh, fight, you know, for Blanky Tino. So, yeah, just wanted to... Um, call in and see what you guys have to say about him. Uh, still doesn't get the recognition he deserves, uh, obviously, with um, the rugby codes and Aussie rules being so strong over here. But, uh, yeah, look forward to hearing what you have to say about him. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Love what you're doing, and uh, go Yanks. Take care. Awesome, Patrick. Thank you. As a part-time Australian citizen, I thank you. Graham Lloyd. Tall guy, Jake. I just pulled what up his... Pa- what? What's that holiday he mentioned? Boxing Day? What did he, uh, I think that's Canada. 
No, Australia does uh, If you were ever to mention his name on the streets over here uh, in Sydney, he'd be better remembered for his involvement in the uh, Benitez uh, fight, you know, for Blanquitino. So, yeah, which is like our Memorial Day. Tomorrow here, Saturday 25th of April, will be Anzac Day, which is like our Memorial Day. But Anzac Day? Anzac? Yeah. Anzac okay. Day. Well, on 4th of July, up there with my favorite holidays. So I kind of want to see Anzac Day. He said it was and, like Memorial Day, though, not Fourth of July. Yeah, either way. Um, and uh, we heard about some some Swedish holiday earlier on JJR. Get me uh when I'm an old crazy Regis Philbin type. Give me like holidays around the world into that Anzac um, Day. The 25th of April is probably Australia's most important national occasion. It marks the anniversary of there. the first campaign that led to major casualties for Australian and New Zealand forces during World War One and commemorates all the conflicts. So that's why it says Memorial Day because they're remembering casualties of war. But they do Boxing Day in in Australia as well. And good. But I was asking Anzac Day. My Graham Lloyd memories aren't so hot. Yeah, Jake because Hansen. uh no. Uh but in '96 he got rocked, and I remember that. Um and I guess it kind of blinded me because I always I I kind of had my shoulder up against Graham Lloyd, but he was so good in the rest of his time with the Yankees that uh I don't can know, I can man. I Welcome. can I read everyone his his 1998 stats? Sure. He appeared in 30 he appeared in 50 games. He had a 167 ERA. He allowed 7 earned runs in 50 games. Um, he also f- 50 games, 37.2 innings. He was mostly in there to just get lefties, but he did a job. Right. 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 But I mean, 50 times and he didn't not do the job. Seven of them, maybe one, two, three, four, six, six times. He didn't like do what he was asked to do out of 50 in 1998. That's crazy. It, he was very good, and now I'm back on the Gramlite hate train for for whatever reason. But that that 1998 season, he had 22 of those, 23 of those appearances were .1 outs or less. <laughs> yeah, Loogie. But I mean, that's all that he was asked to do, so he can't. Right. I, the heyday of the Loogie. I wonder who like uh, who was the big lefty in '98 he was facing. God. If I go like verse batter, right, for for Graham Lloyd on baseball reference, and then the most at bats, are they just all gonna be lefties? Mo Vaughn, Rafael Palmero, Kenny Lofton, Jim Tome, Roberto Alomar, Fred McGriff, Paul O'Neill. <laughs> Those are his most faced batters. It's pretty good. I mean, it's kind of a cool job. Come get their best yeah. lefty out. Mo Vaughn kind of rocked him though. Three homers. Damn it, Mo. Damn it. And then, yeah, I kind of picture him on the Expos. I think he had a big goatee. But, dude, I, I don't know. I just, I have a weird relationship with those relievers. I think it's young Jake didn't realize that Mariano was the outlier. <laughs> and I think that kind of ruined, like, some of the Jeff Nelsons and Graham Lloyds for me. 
Oh, yeah, because you didn't like him, Jeff Nelson either. Right? Dude, check it out. Check this out. Um, this picture of Graham Lloyd with a uh, just an absolutely fantastic um, goatee, like you were talking about. Is that full beard at that point? Um, yeah, it may be, but he definitely has like the sides lighter. Yeah, yeah. The power's in the goatee for sure. Yeah, he trims the sides lighter. It's a good, it's a good look. Team Australia. Graham Lloyd. It's a fun name to say with an Australian accent as well. Cream. Only Australian to win a World Series. That's cool. Who is the A's Australian that Judge rocked in the wild card game? Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks, yeah. Hendricks. Was Grant Dayton Australian too? Might have made that. Australian Baseball League. I don't want that. I want an Australian player. Dude, how crazy is it? Like Crazy. Australia producing MLB players. Like, is there any American cricket players that, like, go live in Australia or India or England and are on, like, the cricket team? Is there? Does that exist? BBD, you're on it. American professional. BBD's on it. We got to keep moving. We only have one more voicemail left anyway. Fellas, how are you? Rick Romanelli, Pensacola, Florida. Jake, my paisan, I'm worried about you, man. Jimmy, I know you're worried about him, too. Your back is going to be okay if you do the right thing. The steroid thing is okay. I had to do it. Lower back injury about 10 years ago. Took the steroid for about three weeks. Cleaned off of it. Did some stretching. Learned how to keep my posture in correct form. And it's just, it's just a little life-changing, but you can do it. No surgery. Chiropractors are sketchy. Go Yanks. Hope you feel better, bro. It's great news for you. You're going to get through this. Yeah, they got a little clear, high, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose at the end. <laughs> Chiropractors are sketchy. You'll be all right. See you later. <laughs> don't, don't, don't diss our friend Doc Booch. I'm not. I like I. Pro chiropractors. Katie's um, a Katie. My dad's FaceTime. I mean, Katie's a chiropractor enthusiast. I watched a chiropractor just squeeze her to bits once, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks. Some some Paisan love there. Um. And yeah, we'll uh, we will a larger commitment to yoga once this is all done, but we'll see. Okay. Hey, BBD. Can you pull up a random Yankees lineup? Uh, a random Yankees year and quiz me and Jake if we can name some guys or something. How Jesus. far back? You th- like within our within lifetimes? Our, or? Yeah, yeah. I would say like 2000 and forward. Did you see? Did you see that 06 lineup from the other day? Was going around. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what I. That's what made hell? me think of that, dude. That was insane. That bummed me out a little bit. Damon leadoff. Like the fact we rolled that out there and nothing. Um, All right. I've pulled up the 2008 team. 
2018. Eight team. Oh, eight team. Two zero zero eight. Okay. All right. Um, let's go orga- organize it by most games started. Or do you want to go? Do you want to go pitchers first? Yeah, let's try to do this. Oh. I got Messina. Mm-hmm. Hughes. He started games. He's he only started eight games, but he started games. Okay. Uh, Ian Jabba Kennedy. still around? Mm-hmm. Jabba was around, and Ian Kennedy. Ian uh, Kennedy, yep. Jabba, Chin, yep. And Chin Ming Wong. Yep. Then, is that, uh, is that when they brought back Lopez, or whatever his name is? Who was the guy that Mar- they Mariano Rivera? Yeah, Rivera's Rivera out, there. back there. Ooh, the bullpen. Who the fuck was that? Boone Logan. I think that's too soon. Brian Bull- Bruni. Is that too early? No, Bruni should be there. Bruni's like fat, there. There's fat Brian Bruni. How many other starters are we missing? No, no Boone. Starters, you. I don't believe you mentioned two, three, and four yet. As far as like most starts. Two, three, and four. You said Musina, Wong, Jabba, Hughes, Kennedy. Those are the people with starts. Technically, you uh, said Bruni, and he started a game. If I remember, there was a weird, like, rain. They're expecting rain in, like, the second inning. But they started was, the game, what? and they started Bruni. And... When was Javi Vasquez? Earlier? That's who I was thinking of. They traded for him again. It didn't work again. That's who I was thinking of when I said He Lopez. was later. Damn it. Okay. 2008, huh? Was like Jared. Three and four are very, three and four are very hard. The number two most started you should have gotten, and I might have just not heard you say them. Wow. Pettit? Yep. Okay. All right. So, what are the three and four hard ones? Uh, Daryl Rasner and Sidney Ponson. Sidney Ponson, the drunk, and Daryl Rasner. (laughs) Forgot about that name. Okay. All right, so then infield should be somewhat easy. I mean, it's Cano, Jeter, A-Rod. Posada, right? Posada. <clears throat> Posada's, that was the year Posada was hurt. Uh, he got hurt. Oh, so Chris Martin. No, no, not Chris Martin. That's later. Um, I don't know. Molina? He played the most games. They did make a trade for a catcher at the deadline. Pudge? Pudge. He I was at the stadium that day when they made the trade, and I was very excited because I was 11 and just knew the name. So who who was the outfield? I mean, Brett Gardner came up at the end there. Um, Matsui? Yeah, Matsui was out there. He was Bernie? Bernie? Bernie was done. What's that? Bernie was done after 06. Oh, okay. Damon? Damon? Damon. Who was in right field? Uh, Bobby Abreu. Oh, wow. Mm. Scared of the wall. Any other fun names we missed? Melky. Nady was still... Or that Nady came over at some point. Like, he came over? Yeah, they they traded for him, and then he was going to be the right fielder next year, but Swisher took his job. He got hurt Swisher took his job, yeah. Forgot if he was there two years. All right, like I'm actually happy with how much I remember. Yeah. Some yeah. some misses like a Bray. You haven't named yet. I'm the not a year guy. Guitar. Yeah, there was a while that that right field was just kind of like 
I don't know. Pick it's an kind aging of like stud. Abreu, Sheffield. I mean, even someone like Xavier Nady was pretty good for a little while. Until um, Swisher came. Rule Mondesi. I mean, from O'Neill to Swisher, it was like constantly changing, right? I mean, Kareem Garcia. Yeah. Who is Karim Garcia? Alright, I think that's the rest of the show. We got uh we're interviewing someone today. Should be the episode for Monday. And that'll be a lot of fun. Thank you to everyone that called in. Thank you for those who called in from new places. Put some more pins in our map. Very excited about that. Jake, you got anything else to add before we get out of here? Just loving everybody. Loving everybody. E L E, everybody love everybody. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.